0: Welcome to episode one of Talent Sports. I'm your host, Zach Abercrombie, and joining me today will be Derek Jones of the Antler Sports Network. Uh, so, you know, sports has been missing from the talent for quite some while, so I just want to give you some brief information of what Talent Sports will be about. So we're going to be a, as the name suggests, a sports podcast, and we're going to cover everything from campus sports to big leagues, contracts, breaking news, Anything dealing with sports, uh, if you can name it, we'll talk about it. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Our first segment, football. So, Jarrett, how did you feel about the uh, Super Bowl? I know you're not a big Kansas City Chief guy, but.
1: Well, really, outside of Patrick Mahomes being from my hometown rival city, I mean, I really didn't have a dog in the fight. My team didn't make the playoffs, so I didn't really care. But one thing I didn't like that some fans might be kind of ticked about, I don't like that the game came down to one call. And there were multiple opportunities where either team could have definitively pulled away, and I get that. That's almost in every game that ends like this. But with the NFL already being under flack this year more than ever, I mean, even though it feels like every year it gets worse, refs were on the hot seat a lot this year. A lot more than usual. Were. A lot more than usual. And that's what happens when you broadcast every game or social media is every game and every clip of every play can be gotten in an instant so we can see everything that they missed. And the refs are human. I get it. They'll mess up. We all mess up. I mean, if you just look at any sport, some refs suck, some refs are good. But I don't like the fact that it came
0: down to that. Well, it didn't come down to that. The Eagles had sixty minutes to stop. You know, at and one that's point, a
1: very fair point. That's yeah, at one I point they
0: were, point. were up by what fourteen. I think points. they were up by like
1: two. They were at least up two possessions. Yeah,
0: so you know, when your defense, you know, gives up a crap ton of points in a second half, that's usually the result. Yeah, that happens. And every it, one, every once in a while, you know, it was a hold, but I kind of see that viewpoint where you don't want to see the refs decide the game, but end of the day, it was a hold. and
1: Oh, most definitely. Don't get me wrong. It was definitely a hold. And
0: there was no guarantee that the Eagles were going to march down there and score, but I guess having a chance is better than no chance.
1: And one thing, I don't really like Colin Cowherd. Not the biggest Cowherd fan. He said some pretty asinine crap, as we might today, but they, he gets paid a lot more than we do, so I guess we can allow that. But he said that the Chiefs wore white uniforms and the Eagles wore black gloves. Yeah. So when stuff like that, that can decide a game.
0: Yeah, this is a game of inches and not feet. And, you know, that's smart because, you know, veteran coach versus, you know, a newcomer. Basically, you need every little advantage you can get. And, you know, having that white jersey, I don't I, – there's an argument to be made that it's not called if they're not wearing white because – I mean, you really can't see it. Most definitely, if
1: you can even just imagine for a second, just think about if the Chiefs were in their red, and let's say the Eagles wore a color glove that contrasted better off the uniform. That's not getting called because if you look at almost every three plays or so, every three snaps, receivers and corners they hold to the cowskinone. That happens yeah. same way, like in with the O line and D line, they're going to hold. But little, uh, I'm not. I don't want to call it a ticky tack call because I feel like that's taken away from the fact that it was indeed a hold. But that might get missed in any other circumstance. It just sucks that it wasn't the yeah. biggest game. And of the I think
0: year. another problem that people had is they were holding all game. Oh, all game? It wasn't all being game. called. So the fact that it was called on the most important drive of the game is kind of suspect. But like I said, a hold is a hold. And, you know, it's just unfortunate it happened at, the, at such a critical moment in the game. Uh, we briefly talked about Andrew Reed being a veteran coach. There's been some rumors circulating that, you know, he may retire. Uh, how do you think this would affect effect, uh,
1: the Chiefs moving forward? First of all, it's not. We said the same thing about McVay when he won his championship. You think Andy Reid is going to give up on a team that at the beginning of the year, everyone of their grandma thought, oh, they lost the most prolific receiver in the league. It's rebuilding. Oh, the, the Broncos in that division, they're going to be crazy. Justin Herbert's going to take a step up. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, they're going to run rampant. The Chiefs might get third in the division. They might be a wildcard team. Now they just won a Super Bowl.
0: In in pretty convincing fashion. You have Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes
1: definitely helps. Now, why would you leave that? Why leave that situation where there's... I feel like they can win one more. If they can hold off the Eagles team that far and above, even though they played Uncle Rico and Daniel Jones in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl, that's still a good Eagles team. And the fact that the Chiefs even though they gave up seven quarterback sneaks or seven draws for first downs within two-yard situations and were still able to pretty much outplay them down the stretch, why would you leave that?
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, that's just the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts played one of the greatest Super Bowl games ever, in my opinion. He was a Superman, a man amongst boys. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes needed him have a, you know, a signature you would say Patrick Mahomes game, he didn't really do anything like outrageous. And they still were overwhelming towards the end. And all year people were saying that, you know, the chiefs don't have enough, they don't have a good defense. Uh, They don't have enough playmakers at the wide receiver positions. And this playoff taught us that, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, Patrick Mahomes can overcome a lot. And when you have somebody like that, um, you know, it's really hard to beat because you can't blitz them. No, you know, there's, too no good. there's no reason to blitz at this you point. You can't. It used to be you couldn't send in man coverage because they'll just blow right by you. People so, use the thing that you can just sit and prevent and yeah. just guard the end of the And now uh, they're sitting in zone. It's like, oh, they don't have the speed, but uh, Travis Kelsey. Illegal. Illegal. You know, he, he does such a phenomenal job of finding open spots in the defense and, you know, just sitting there, and it it's too easy. That's one thing. That's one reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl.
1: His um, routes could give Google Maps a run for their money. Yeah. He's always open. I don't know how. I don't know why. It's just every time it's like third and five, mm-hmm. little ball pass, slant across the middle. Up, oh, he's wide open.
0: And, up. you know, they're, the play calling is amazing. They hit the Eagles with the same play call in the red zone, back to back. And it and, still worked. And it still worked to perfection. And that's something that. You know, there was a report that came out that former Kansas City Chief Offensive Coordinator Eric Bien-Aimé, uh, drew that play up from watching film early in the year when the Jaguars – when the Eagles played the Jaguars and the Jaguars were in the same exact play. So when you couple, you know, the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes and the offensive genius that is the Andy Reid and his coaches, it's a pretty hard combo to stop. So – uh the switch gears. Let's talk about the XFL. How did you feel about it? Uh, you know, it's a, it's not a new league, but it's coming back for the first time after it unfortunately closed down for the pandemic. Uh, do you think it will be sustainable this time around? It will
1: be sustainable on one condition. We stop looking at leagues like the XFL and the USFL, respectively, as competition for the NFL. You simply cannot compete. The NFL has built a not even just a football monopoly, but just a sport monopoly in the across the country and across the world. We yeah. can't look at these. I don't want to come developmental leagues because they're not necessarily developmental. Josh Gordon doesn't need developing. Andrew McCarron say, doesn't need developing.
0: I would say it's a second chance league. Yeah, an alternative. Yeah.
1: If we look at them as alternative ways to watch the sport that we love, and just another opportunity to indulge and take in more football, then it'll be okay. The reason that. The XFL and the USFL got a bad rap because people in the media always just look at it as, oh, it's just an NFL alternative. It's not. There's no NFL alternative in the world. Only the other football is an alternative to the NFL when it comes to popularity.
0: (laughs) It's not even the same sport. So why would we do that to the league? And I know And people should – I'm not saying they should, but they they should should be more appreciative. They should. We definitely should. There's a long stretch between February and August where, you know, the NFL is – it's not really games. It's mostly, you know, draft news and Aaron Rodgers. free agency. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you know, taking over the spotlight. But we'll get to that later. Oh, boy. You know, uh, there's a report between the, you know, XFL, NFL, and USFL. Out of 52 weeks, 46 weeks will have football. And I think that's amazing because uh, not only does, you know, it gives the fans another way to watch football, but it also gives the players – and coaches and, you know, training staff a way to get recognized that they probably wouldn't. Uh it's not like the NBA where you can go play overseas and, you know, make it make a living. But what's really the only way around now in
1: basketball. If you found the NBA, you go somewhere else and you're fine. Look at Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's the world Chamberlain of Taiwan. He can barely hit a free throw in the NBA.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm 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 not talking about that, that he'll be fine, but there really isn't a league besides the Canadian Football League where it's prominent. You know, if you go play in Mexico, nobody's checking for you out there. You just I don't want to say you're wasting your time, but it kind of feels like that. So now that they have exposure and it seems like it's gonna be pretty well ran. Financially um, too. They're backed by Dwayne Johnson and, you know, he's like That guy
1: has a he has some he has some money with him. Yeah. He's he,
0: he's not strapped for cash, so it it'll be good for him. And another thing that we can enjoy is the new rules. It's the way it's set up is entertaining. Perfect. When I, when I think of it, I think about uh, the extra points. You have a 1, 2, and 3 chance, like, points-wise. So let's say if you're down, like, who was down? Some team was down, like, 15 to 2, and they came back in one minute 30. In one drive. Yeah, in one drive up to a tent,
1: like almost a pretty much a double digit swing in one drive is yeah, ridiculous.
0: That's, that's not happening in football, in, a, in Really, NFL. in football, you can say in football, no other mm-hmm.
1: league is innovating like that. And I understand leagues like this are where you want to take chances, like with the kickoff rule. Yeah, I like the kickoff rule. It's safer. It's still entertaining. Now I feel like it's a bigger moment if someone returns a kick.
0: Yeah, and not not only that, but there's. I feel like there will be more kickoff returns since they're starting off close. If, if you have a good front line, they're blocking well. He can just bust through, and you're going to ask the kicker to make a tackle? No. That so, McAfee's
1: not in the <laughs> XFL, I don't think. So I and, highly doubt that might happen.
0: And not only that, the kickoffs, there is no onside kick anymore, which I think is phenomenal because in the NFL, it's like a 2%, 2% chance. Now you can do a 4th and 15, and you know you can get the ball back. Now, I will say there is a a misuse. There could be potential for abuse. Let's say if it is adopted in the NFL and you give Patrick Mahomes the opportunity to go for it on fourth and 15.
1: Just 15 yards? Yeah. With let's Travis say Kelsey like, on the field? Yeah. yeah. Let's
0: say they're playing like my Houston Texans. And <laughs> <laughs> Have them
1: know. play my Browns. How's that?
0: That's even worse. I mean, we might as well
1: just give them the first. Yeah.
0: So I can see where it can be, but – it's like the Jalen Hurts situation. If you can't stop it. That's watch. on you. Yeah.
1: Honestly, just just I hate to be the, the, the kid on Call of Duty with the headset, but just get good.
0: Yeah. And then the, also the mic'd up system. That's something that they really could have used during the Super Bowl, that transparency. You can see in real time uh, what's going on in the booth because a lot of times it's the commentators. And for all we know, they could just be picking their nose in the booth and be like, all right. We messed up this call earlier in the game, so we're just going to give him a freebie. And that's one of the, system, the mic'd-up systems. Uh, I think that's one of the, like, premier aspects of the new XFL. And then the sideline interviews. You don't really get that in the NFL. Like we after, used to,
1: like, way back in the – like, when Shannon Sharp was in its prime, we'd have, yeah. like, NFL films be on the sideline after, like, a big play or an exciting play. We, we got that. I feel like that's when sports was really – Entertaining for everybody. That's when that's how you bring casual fans in. People didn't know who Shannon Sharp was before those tapes came out and he was on Undisputed and became more than just a football player.
0: And not only that, the jerseys, they're they're not afraid to take chances. They're more, you know Flamboyant. Flamboyant. I didn't want to say it, but that's what comes to mind. Flamboyant. They all pop. It's something to get people interested. Another way to get people interested.
1: You know, NFL uniforms, I feel like when they switched what are they now? Are they Nike. Then they used to be, but like Reebok, or when the jerseys were made by Reebok, those were prime NFL uniforms. The Kelly Green Eagles, when the Broncos had like the yellow and brown AFL or the AFC jerseys, that was that was prime NFL uniform.
0: It was like kind in the nineties with the NBA where they had
1: boy the Toronto jerseys, the Orlando jerseys, the old the Rockets Miami. pinstripes, oh, the man. Miami. See, back in the day when people even were wanting Utah. to be open, mm-hmm. even though. I think Utah should be removed from the union, but that's neither here nor there. They had a they had a pretty darn good uniform. I'll I'll give them that. Greg Oyster tagged looked like a pretty good athlete in that baby blue and purple uniform. I have to give them that. But now everyone's trying to be all modern and sleek. But you 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 take away the personality of a team. When you you're you're a Texans fan, yeah. You guys are synonymous with the baby blue and red of the Oilers. That's a beautiful color combination, the and classic
0: uniforms. Tragically ripped from us, but... Yeah,
1: because everyone's trying to be weird. sleek and modern and simple. No, let's
0: take a chance. Be artistic. Yeah, but there are reports that they're coming out with new jerseys for the 24th season. And I think that's phenomenal. You know, I'm tired of seeing that nasty steel blue. So we can get not similar to the oilish colors, but even just a, like a royal blue. I think that would be better than our current states. And speaking of new uniforms... Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are reported to be on the move. Well, Derek Carr is on the move, but Aaron Rodgers just got back from his darkness retreat and Oh, he's back from that now? Yeah, he came back this morning. He's out of a cave? I don't know if he was in a cave, but he uh, uh, he was
1: probably in a cave. Let's let's <laughs> let's be honest here. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is doing in that cave? Meditating? Ayuska. Psychedelics.
0: You know, he's real big into that.
1: Excuse my first what the hell was Ayuska? Well, what it's is, a, isn't that a,
0: Oscar's re- a wrestler. No, I She's used in the WWE. it's like a, it's like a flower. It's like a. So know. like shrooms or something? Yeah, kind of.
1: So he's on legal shrooms in a cave instead of in working with his. Yeah, he was
0: his, in a, like a little cabin.
1: This is why Christian but, Watson can't catch a football.
0: I don't think that's the reason why, but. That's part of the reason. Yeah, but nonetheless. uh Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are going to be on the move. I I think Aaron Rodgers would be on the move. Uh, but Derek Carr, he had a visit with the Jets, and they say he has the opportunity to become a first, first ballot, ballot Hall of favor. Famer.
1: Can we send the Jets to the USFL just for that statement alone? That might be one of the most asinine things I've ever heard. I understand, like, especially back in the day you play 2K and you're trying to get drafted to a team. They give you a pitch. They're trying to be like, yeah, we have this pristine history and this, that, and the third.
0: Derek well, Carr, the Jets don't have a pristine history.
1: You're known you're for a butt fumble, and you're telling Derek Carr, of all quarterbacks, he's a first-bound Hall of Famer?
0: No, yeah, they said he has the opportunity. He has an opportunity, excuse I me. I mean, think about it. If Derek Carr wins the Super Bowl for the New York Jets... I ain't gonna lie, we might have to put him in can just for that. Exactly. <laughs> if, he, so, if he sends I think the Jets
1: past the wild card round, I think we might have to put him yeah, in Yeah,
0: it, it sounds crazy when you just take it without context, but when you... The Jets have been trashed for... They've been bad. For 50 years, let's put it. Let's be honest. Here's a fun fact.
1: If the Kings make the playoffs this year, they will have the longest playoff drought amongst all active American sports. The Jets? Yes. If the Kings make the playoffs this year, if Sabonis so and De'Aaron Fox get it done, they will ensure Shout out De'Fox. Fox. Shout out De'Aaron Fox. We need, we need a little more De'Aaron Fox love in, in the sports world. But yeah, I got a funny like... story about De'Aaron Fox. Oh,
0: boy. A De'Aaron uh, Fox story. That's something. I was a, a youngin' and maybe 8th grade going to the ninth grade. And I, went to, I used to go to the YMCA and play basketball. <laughs> so one day, guess who walks into the gym? De'Aaron Fox was pulled up to a random YMCA. No, it was, in, it was the YMCA from where he lived. He, didn't, he's from, he went to school in Side Lakes. Right. And I lived in Cyprus at the time, so we knew who he was. Well, it's not like he was best friends, but I guess he wanted to go in there. You know, he was working out or whatever. And they dogged us out. Bad. So you mean to tell me you didn't request a trade?
1: could not Nah, I don't, I don't... Did he bring, like, his five with him, or did he just pick people up? Just... Just walked in, and said, hey, yo, let's hoop, and then
0: just dog-watered everybody in the gym. I tell you what, I got... I was, like, 5'8", all right? And I had to... I was tasked regarding a dude that was, like,
1: 6'5". And you Kings know what he did?
0: He pump-faked me, threw the ball off the backboard, and... Punched on you. Punched on me. Shout out and to our, shout out to our short kings, by the way. Five eight eight, not the wrong with being short guys. And I was, you know, I was trying to try for the basketball team, and then I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, I can't do this, ain't it? <laughs> it's not for me. So, I, you know, I just stick, I just stuck to football and track, but.
1: Darren, if you're if you're somehow listening to this, you are single handedly
0: responsible for killing a young man's dream. Yeah, I'm a I'm I'ma cut it out at a YMCA. at a YMCA. I, I don't I don't want this to be on the air, so I'm just gonna change. No, nah, don't cut this up. Keep <laughs> no, no 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 no. We're not cutting this
1: up. You you brought the Darren Fox story. You made your bed, now lay in it. All right, here's your you pillow. Know, you know, anywhere.
0: I wasn't the only one. My uncle was telling me a story about, uh, I forget his name, but he played at UT in the early 2000s. He was from the Houston area, and they used to play at a church. And he said they were getting dominated like that. He said he was fighting his friend, telling us, like, man, you can't guard him. He'd been cooking. And he said his friend was like, yeah, He's like, you can't do any better. And he said when he when he finally switched over, he said he put his, you know, his, hit him with the butt stuff that Chris Paul does. He was backing him down and did a in one-fall swoop, did a drop step like Shaq and, and jammed it on to him to him. Yeah. Punched on him. So. It's real bad when that happens. You, you're too small playing basketball. It's not going to work out for you. Take the dunk
1: dunked on. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's talk about this All-Star Weekend debacle. Let's, let's talk about this embarrassment <laughs> that bald-headed Adam Silver decided to <laughs> bestow upon us basketball fans. We have to go through an entire week until tonight on a Thursday. Yeah. We get basketball tonight, but he made us sit through an entire week with our last memory of basketball being that All-Star Weekend. Lock him up. I mean like.
0: the dunk contest was one of the better ones. Not Jericho Sims, where but Mac McClung showed up. You know, it's kinda crazy that he won during February, but you know, he was a, so it was amazing. So, it was so, nice so to see a, up, huh? it was nice to see, you know, somebody we grew up watching, you know, his highlights on YouTube, you know, win the dunk contest. He's had an amazing week, by the way. He saw him with Puma, the 76ers, and he won the dunk contest. You know,
1: he made, I think his G League salary was like 111000 He made 100000 just for winning the dunk contest. Yeah. Homie made his entire salary just by doing what he's been doing since he was having to sign a Seven hall times? pass to go to the bathroom. Yeah, That's crazy.
0: And I think they should do that more. Bring because in,
1: bring in some random joes or like some average guys or not like some average girl.
0: guys, but some D league guys. I mean, because they, they actually care. Well, It's
1: the G league now. It's not the D league. Mm,
0: that's what I said. Some G league guys. I thought you said the D league. No G league guys coming in. And because look at John ja Morant. He said, "Oh, we need a, a billion likes for, him to, bro, for him to sign up."
1: Bro, you're the same dude who thought the West was sweet. Now Kevin Durant's about to <laughs> knock your bean top off. Can't Can we, just- Kyrie? We're, I don't want to talk about Kyrie, even as a Maverick fan. I'm I'm not going to say anything about him until we get a couple weeks in after this All Star break. But for Ja, he, bro, you, you got to stop. You have to stop when you're getting carried by Desmond Bain. Shout out, resident TCU Hornfrog Frog Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson. Yeah, you you, you can. I don't
0: think he's getting carried, but I do think he's not as important to that team. He's not as people think he is. He's because not. Last year, then they go like 16 and three. They went 16 him? and
1: three without him. Yeah,
0: so. It's madness. And, uh... What about the, alpha,
1: the actual game?
0: Yeah, they just need to... They need to do away with it, man. It's, um, like, it's like the NFL with the flag football. At least nobody, the NFL final...
1: At least the NFL gave us an alternative. It's still, fla- it's still football, but it's flag football. head, it's still football. The NBA can give us a 1v1 tournament, like a hor- even like a horse. Wouldn't it be hilarious to try to see Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry see who can make a three-point shot at the farthest?
0: Or a 1v1. Contest? That's what we've been asking for for years. We're not gonna, we're not gonna get in one v one contest because they're. I am gonna use the L word. They're lazy. You know, nobody wants to.
1: I don't know about lazy is the word. They're too prideful. That's that's. I feel like. Imagine if. Let's keep it a buck. Prime Carmelo Anthony is probably beating almost anyone in NBA history in a one on one. Yeah. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a buck fifty. Let's keep it a biggity buck stack here. Allen Iverson is killing anybody. Carmelo Anthony is killing anybody. Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James one-on-one? Give me Carmelo Anthony. I'm sorry. Give me Melo. One-on-one to 11? Win by two? Give me Carmelo Anthony from Syracuse University. 10 times out of 10. And LeBron dealing with that? That's not. He's not going to want to do that, man.
0: Yeah, I think from 2008 to 2011, I think Melo got that. But Anything out there. I stepped in 13 for mm.
1: Melo. 2013, Melo was short
0: to JR? The, he did get one MVP vote. And Jaylen
1: that that Knicks team was that Knicks team was underwhelming. Knicks team wasn't that
0: bad. Underwhelming. Well, dude, you're starting poor guard.
1: You're starting poor girl's Raymond Felton. How right. are you supposed to be?
0: We say that, but nobody was beating Miami in the in the East. A few teams came close, but they just didn't have the firepower for it, but
1: Pacers always came close. For some reason, Roy Hibbert just turned into a god in the playoffs
0: until they found out he couldn't guard. Outside
1: the <laughs> Until they found out that all they had to do was pick and roll and Norris Cole would cook him.
0: But, yeah, um, I think that it was, matter of fact, this All-Star Weekend was the lowest drop-off in ratings since Yeah, this was the lowest rating. Like 27%. Yeah, it was. It's, and I can understand that. And I
1: hate to see it like that. Because me and you, we're not, we're not old, but we're not really young either. We're in that middle gap to where we were able to experience the good and the bad of the All-Star game and the digression of All-Stars in sports as a whole. And there really isn't just like a cut and dry solution. People think, oh, what about NASCAR? They have the same all. They just race. It's different. NASCAR, it's, it's a race.
0: And you know what? I think I can pinpoint where, in, you know, this mentality. Where do we go wrong? <laughs> Paul George. When yep. He broke his leg when he snapped and, uh, his
1: leg on national television. I still remember that watching as a kid. Actually, I'll do you one better. I'll give you three. Kevin Aware getting hurt in that national championship. Yep. Watch that live. Still curds my stomach to this day. Gordon Hayward, first game of the season in Boston against Cleveland, snaps his snaps his ankle.
0: But that's a little different because. But still, that's, that's just, just a no, that's a normal game, but. But that Paul gives you George, a weird, ugh. yeah. Paul George, uh, if you don't know, he was they were doing the USA. It was FIBA? it was, a, was, it, was it, FIBA?
1: it was a USA inter squad scrimmage before the the FIBA championship or the Olympics. One of them,
0: yeah. And he went in for a dunk and he landed wrong and broke his leg, and it pretty much cost him. I
1: don't want to say his career, but as he of had right a good now, career,
0: but it cost him his potential. Let's say that, yeah, because he was on uh Different type of trajectory before the leg injury, and he was an
1: MVP caliber player. You yeah, he was.
0: Ground. He was young, giving LeBron and the Heat a run for their money, and after that, the East died. I don't. Know, yeah, it sounds crazy, honest. but for after that five after, year time, yeah, it was just LeBron. It was he's going to the final every year. There's nothing you can do. There's no, There's nobody you can put in front of him. He's going to the league, and you better hope whoever's coming out the west can stop him, which they did. But. I digress. Speaking of LeBron, he broke the all time scoring record. A record that stood for thirty nine years. Give that man his flowers. Please. Put
1: your put your stupid childish head aside. I get that people don't like LeBron because he's vocal and he says what he wants. That's it's not even fine.
0: that. It started way before when he you know, it when he went to Miami. We Me, would look at LeBron completely different if he had never went to Miami.
1: Personally, I can't say that. I get it. I was younger at the time when I was mad. I'm like, man, what is this? And it's then not, it, kind of, it kind of succeeded when my Mavericks beat him, but that's just personal bias. But that aside, I get it. I get why Durant went to Golden State. I get why Kyrie went to Dallas and why Durant left again to Phoenix. I get Durant's
0: it. situation was a lot different than LeBron's. LeBron people. I don't think people were mad that LeBron actually left Cleveland. I think it's the way he, he did it. The extra, the theatrics. But it's Miami. If he, if he, let's put it to you like this. He
1: goes to Miami, all that happens, fine and dandy. Whoop-de-doo. If he goes to Utah,
0: you think they're doing that in Utah? Not even that. It's the fact that you hold a one-hour special. And he basically, you know, you crap on your hometown team. You basically say they're not good enough. And then once you go to Miami, even then, if he would have left it right there, it would have been cool. But he goes to Miami, and they throw this whole parade. Bragging about how they're gonna win, not one, not two, not, not three, three, not, not four, four not, not five, not even not six, six, but seven, seven straight championships, and you culminate that with the next year. You know they breeze. I'm not gonna say they breeze, but you know they went through the East pretty well. And then you run, you go to Dirk. They played my Dallas Mavericks. Dirk. Amen. Just. Jordan I don't wanna say Jesus. just Dirk, but Dirk and a bunch of old up. Uh, it was just Dirk. Old dudes and y'all lose, time. and not only do you lose, get Mollywop. You, get ransacked. You have I don't want to say a mental breakdown, but and when Jason Terry
1: is breaking down, the best player in the league, and when JJ Barea is, he wasn't, Kobe was the best player in the league, but uh, I don't lie. Twenty thirteen Lebron, well, twenty eleven to twenty thirteen Lebron was a different animal, but I would I would say that if Jason Terry is the reason you're going home, that's a mental breakdown. You're making fun of Dirk because he was sick. sick. And then you do all this extra mess. You're flamboyant. You're celebrating more than usual. Listen, I get us to finals, but don't, don't pull a Juju Smith-Schuster here. for respect for your opponent and Jason Terry and Paige and Deshaun Stevens and the rest of that Maverick crew.
0: Put y'all to don't bed. forget J.J. Barea and Jason the, Kidd the putting, the clamps, putting the clamps on LeBron. Bald King, Jason Kidd. For me, I was a huge LeBron fan and D-Wade fan. But that moment kind of, you know, kind of hurt me, man. I'm gonna be honest. As a kid, you know, you look up to these dudes, and you see him, you know, somebody brag, and they fall in such a humiliating and public way. It kind of changes your perspective, and that's part of the reason why I feel like you can't put him over Jordan as the goat.
1: If LeBron wins one or two more championships we need to have serious discussions. We need to be having serious discussions now because there, as of right now, there really hasn't been a player to get as close to Jordan unless you count Kobe, but I feel like LeBron has gotten the edge over Kobe. It's not a huge gap, but it's a gap nonetheless. But I feel as if if LeBron
0: wins one or two more championships, we need to start having that talk. It's not even the championships. It's not the points, but it's the accolades along the way. Jordan has one more MVP than LeBron does and 10 straight scoring titles, nine straight all-defensive first teams. I mean, that's hard to beat. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Talent Sports. We're going to try to do this every week. Uh, Don't hold me to it, but, you know, we're going to try to get this content out for y'all. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Share with your friends, and we'll see y'all next time.